Okay, so um, a few interesting things. First of all, one of the chuvas that I sent you has to do with the insurance. I spoke to Dr. Penn, Josh Penn, who's, you know, he was used to be a cardiologist and malpractice was a very big issue uh, by him. And so he says, in America, there is no such thing as suing an insurance company. No such thing. Uh, in fact, they even passed a law about it. You have to sue the um, you have to sue the plaintiff, okay? And if you sue the plaintiff, uh, you have to. I mean, you have to sue the the um, the 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 the, um, the the defendant. You have to sue the doctor, okay? Tortfeasor. What? Tortfeasor. The tort. Okay, whatever you want to call it. Right. I mean, it's all the same. It's all the same in business and in in construction well, well, defect litigation too. It's all the same. It seems like in Israel, and again, we're going to see one of the chuvos that came up later. It seems like in Israel, the law is you can sue the, the insurance company. I to implead the insurance company as a co-defendant with the, with the tortfeasor. Wait, a guy hits my car, okay? And I want, to, I, want, I want to get damages. I think I go to court against the insurance company, don't I? Or in my, my insurance company goes to their insurance company. Well, what happens? Maybe, but you go, you go against both of them. You have a case that's against both of them. In America, you can't have the insurance company in the case. And the theory behind it is the jury's not supposed to know that the guy has insurance. The jury is just supposed to figure out how much the damages are and, you know, where the money comes from is outside over someplace else. Uh -huh. And if anyone's going to sue the insurance company, it would be the insured who to try to get the insurance company to pay if they say no. This is what I did for 10 years in, in L.A. OK, so this could make a very big difference. In other words, because you're definitely uh, there is definitely a problem in our in our cause of suing the defendant, whereas there's no problem in, sure in uh, suing the insurance company. We're, we're going to get to that. There but, is, a but Lamai said in practice, you won't get any money if you just sue the defendant. If he's a wealthy doctor, you might, but if it's a businessman, the possibility of me, especially like a cablan, the possibility of me being able to get any money at all for the damages that the guy caused to me is only because he has insurance. If he didn't have insurance, I wouldn't be able to get any money. Wait, and the insurance company won't let him go to basting with me. They won't. They, right. they just won't do yeah, that. Yeah, okay, so we'll, when we see the chuba, we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up. What I want to do is that there's a few peripheral things, I think, that are good for us to see before we get to some of the chuba. So I asked you, uh, I want to see Choshen Mishpat Samach Ches. Because there's a very important Ramah there, and but in in introduction to the Ramah, I want to see the tour and a, and a little bit of the Beis Yosef. Okay, so the, we it's a Gemara that we didn't see, but the Mamish the Beis Yosef brings the whole Gemara, so we'll be able to learn Pshat in the Gemara from the Beis Yosef. So it's in Samachches, Hoshen Mishpat Samachches. Again, it, it it directly talks about documents that are authorized by a secular court. But we'll see that that has ramifications but about the reliability of secular courts. And the, the post can tie it together. So it's Choshen Mishpat Simen Samaches from the beginning in the tour. And then we're going to go quickly to the Shulchan Aruch. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the tour, Beis Yosef, because there's quite a few things we want to do. So the tour says, basically quoting a Gomorrah, quoting a Rambam, Shtare Mekahu Memkar. So you have a star, a, a transactional star, real estate purchase. Ushtare halvos, or IOUs. Shenasu be'erkos shel goyim. 
right, that these, these, these contracts were done under the auspices of a, of a non-Jewish court. The Ede Goyim Chatumim And the witnesses are Goyim. So your first reaction has to be, well, this can't be good, right? How, how can we rely on the witnesses of the Goyim? Sherim. Okay? That's, that's the din. Says the Beis Yosef. Okay? And where, where's all of this coming from? So Parakamata Gitan, I don't think we saw this Gomorrah Yudam with Bays in Gitan, um, but it's indirectly related to the Gomorrah we saw in Peches. Tanan, Kol Hashtoros, Haolim Be'erkoos Shel Goyim, Kesherim, Chutz Vegitay Nashim Vishichurai Avadim. Because the Gitay Nashim, you have to have a kosher get, so you can't have a civil divorce. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Ubi Gomorrah Kapasik Vetani. The Gemara has a problem. Loshna mecher, loshna matana. It says kol shtaros olim berkos, except for gitin. Says the Gemara, I don't understand how you can have all of them be kosher. Mecher midiyoy zuzi kamayukana v'shtarai ba'alma. Says the Gemara, I understand how a shtar mecher that was that was uh, done through a non-Jewish court can be valid because the assumption is that the guy would never have signed the contract unless he got money. And the only purpose of the contract is to verify that there was a business deal. So the star is only a raya and the Kenyan was done separately. And if the court wouldn't have seen that the guy gave the money, the court is assumed to be honest. And the court would never write a document about a transaction if they didn't see that the transaction took place. Elamatana, the Maikonile. But if the contract, if the star is a star matana, which means I'm writing a star to give you over a piece of property, bimatana, so there's no exchange of money. So then, right, the Maikonile, what kind of a Kenyan is being made here? Only stara. The only Kenyan is a Kenyan star because there's no money. So what have I got? I've got a star signed by Goyim that's supposed to activate the Kenyan. Says the Gemara, that star, as far as Kenyan is, go, is, go, is, is concerned, is worthless. To be a Raya, we rely on the non-Jewish court. We rely on the non-Jewish witnesses. But, but to effect Kenyan, that's already a Chalos. You need Jews. Amr Shmuel did it in so Shmuel gives a famous answer. He is a, he, he's quoted in a number of places. If that's the law of the land, then that is a way to effect a transaction. The boy saying, another terrence? To me, chutz me kegitei nashim. See, what's kegitei nashim? Kegitei nashim is that the star itself creates the chalos. So what we're going to read, restate the brisa, the Mishnah to say that it means chutz kol kol hashtaros. Meaning any star that has the same power as a get, i.e., if the star is a Kenyan, then you need Jewish witnesses. That's okay, that's on Daf Yud. Ravina wanted to be Machshir, a document that was signed by a group of non-Jews. Not in a court, but a group of non-Jews signed on it. You can't do that. These aren't Erkos. We can rely on non-Jews when it's a court. The court has credibility, but just a stomach group of non-Jews, there's no credibility. Because of Arif. So, okay, so 
So now we're assuming that the court has credibility. The, the group of non-Jews has no credibility. You can't rely on them for, any, for, for a riot. But what about a court? A court, yes, says the Rif, Dafka It's got to be a court where they, we know that they're not bribable. As you can imagine, I don't want to start mentioning countries, but you know that um, you know, in, in certain countries, the only way you get anything done is with bribery. And you bribe the judges, and you bribe the clerks, and you bribe everybody. So then we can't rely on, their, on, the, on, on, on such a court. We can only rely on a court that has a reputation that they don't take bribes. That's okay. Next in Rav Papa So he used to get a star written in Persian, meaning from non-Jews, and he didn't understand Persian. So how could he implement the star? What he used to do is he used to ask a non-Jew to re- to translate the star, and then a second non-Jew, not in front of him. Okay, to do it so they're not co- collaborating. And he used to use that star good enough to even collect from The Question is whether it has the power of a Jewish star. Okay. Because of Rav Magid, What is that? In other words, they're not accepting Shmuel's first terence. Of Dina, but there is only taking the second terrets. The Takagite Noshim are not, uh, I'm sorry, that Shtar Matana is not good because of the Chalos. So wait a minute, but I, but we do Paskin Dina Machusadina. So why are we ignoring Shmuel's terrets? Why are we limiting it to Kigite Nashim? If you accept Dina de Machus Dina, it should work even for Shtar Matana, because that's what Shmuel is saying. This is a limitation of Dina de Machus Dina. It's a big machlokus in the Rishonim. This Dina de Machus Dina only limited to the situations where the Melech has a tangible benefit from the Dina that he's making. Or no, anytime the, the, the secular government makes a law, you're bound by the law. Meaning they're legislating something that they don't have any benefit from. They just want to legislate a certain system. We don't say that does not override the Din Torah. Very important point. In other words, if they're trying to re-legislate with no benefit to the, to the government, then that does not override even with dinner damachusadina. Bahikamar, he boys aima. Law and rinum bechiha dinner damachusadina. The tini chutz bechigite noshim, the ain rai gemur, hefak mizeat kam the shono. Again, it's a machlokas whether we accept Shmuel's terrets or we only accept the secretaries. Okay, verashba kosav, the matzabitchuba la rifki divriya rambam. Okay, and again, what did the rabbam say? Is that Sharmatana does not work. And Dinah Machus does not work because the, the government has no benefit from the fact that they're going to let a, a star work. Right, that, that there is such an opinion in the Gemara. So what's the Ibois Eima? Ibois Eima, a little polygalish the comment. There's no machlokas between the two Terutsin. How do you learn Pshat? 
Meaning that there's no legislation in the king about this stuff. If there is a legal system about this, the law talks about it, so then it's binding. Okay, that's as much as I wanted to see in this. I want to just now quickly open the Shulchan Aruch uh, in Samaches. There's an important Ramah. The rest we're going to be doing is all in Shulchan Aruch. We're not going to go back to any tour. We're going to just see quickly Samaches. There's an important Ramah on the Sea of Aleph. Okay, Samaches in the Shulchan Aruch. Minute, yeah, okay. So, we're okay. We're not gonna let's let's see quickly part of it. We're not gonna do the whole thing. Everybody has the Shulchan Archa open now. Samaches Koshen Mishpat Shulchan Archa. Starsha Kosov Bukholoshan of a Kholksav, Imaya Osui Ketikun Stari Israel, Shane of Yeholim Lee's Dai, Falola Hosi, Falola Gra, Bayuin of Israel, Viodim the Croso, Harehu Kosher, Begove, Bomimishubadim. Aval Kolstar Shechosmim Akum. Sulim Chutz Mishtare Masa Umatan Ushtare Chovos, meaning when and he's poskening that if the star makes the Kenyan, it doesn't work. But if it's but if it's business deals, meaning, but it has to work only if the we we know that the court saw the deal happen and they're just testifying to the deal as a riot. Okay. Right, and then it writes, "Kach lekach to mehamecher, omos achov, v'hushi uasim be'erkos shelahem, aval b'mokam kibutz plili plilehem below kiu mashofet shelahem lo yoel klum." Because if it's just a group of people right, that get together, that doesn't work. You need a, a authentic courts. Again, this was the idea that it has to be with a court. Okay, and kain tzrichin eidi yisrael sheyidu al elo akum shehem eidi star. Meaning, you need that you need to know that everything was done properly by the non-Jew. If you don't have this clear, this verification Jewishly that the court is an honest court and that everything was done properly, so then it's worthless. The star then is worthless. Okay. Um, yeah, let's see a couple of lines of Ramon. We're going to skip to the end. Okay. The Sefer Shekosvin Bo Erkaos Have Kishtar Shalahem the Omrim the Stam Erkaos Lo Makable Shuchda. The default assumption is that courts, the judges don't accept. Shochat is ready the time of the Ramah. I think today in most Western countries, we would assume the same thing. Okay. The Kivan Shebifnei, Shenasa Bifneim, Govin Mimishab, the Afilu below Adim Assyria Yisrael. Okay, so let's skip now. If you go, um, you know, let's go to the Shulchan Aruch just for a minute. You see, we just skip the rest of the Ramah. 
where you don't have any concrete transfer of the money, Oh, we made an agreement. Meaning, if the secular court or the secular judges are signing on a verbal agreement, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Okay? Um, it could be that when there's a, a, an admission, it's good enough. All right, but I want to skip now to the Ramah, go further into the Ramah. It's, I don't know if you have an old-fashioned Shulchan Aruch, it's at the top of the next page, but it's by the letter of Yud Ches. There's a square, it's Tezayin, Tes, Yud Ches. Those are the three letters. But listen to this line. And this, this I think, Yaakov may be somewhat relevant. Lachain, Shchiv Merah, She'asa Tzava Lifnei Erkaos Shel Akum. A person made his will on his death, it's got to be on his deathbed, in front of a non-Jewish court. And he told in front of the non-Jewish court as a shechiv meirah how to distribute his assets. So we know that a shechiv meirah normally is kiksuvu memesurim dami. When a shechiv meirah gives instructions, it's binding. What about if the shechiv meirah gave his instructions to a secular court, to a non-Jewish, not a secular, a non-Jewish court? Says the Ramah, kayam kol ma shetziva. So he says, if the law is, or Ramah, that if the law is that this is valid, then even Matanos work. If there's a mimic in the Jewish community that it should be kosher, then for sure it works. But that's a very interesting thing, is that the Shechid Meirah gives instructions to a non-Jewish court, it says here that it is binding. Okay? All right. So that's what I want. I just wanted to see that, that Nakuda. Let's back it up now to Simon, see if Yud, Simon Yud Dalit. Stay in the Shulchan Aruch, okay? Because we want to see if Yud, Simon Yud Dalit, see if hey. Yud Dalit, see if hey. I, I lost you, Rabbi. Where are you now in Samashat? Simon Yud Dalid. Oh, you're going somewhere else. Simon Yud Dalid. Oh, that's all the way somewhere else. Yud Dalid. This has to do with what expenses each litigant could be liable for. Expenses from his the opposite litigant, what they might be, what he might be liable for. Yud Dalid Yud Chet. Yud Dalid Hey. Hey. In the Shulchan Aruch. Yeah. In Bireh. You remember, we talked here about whether if you win in secular court and the secular court awards you damages, lawyers' fees, etc., are you allowed to are you allowed to take it or is it gezel? Because in Beisdin, you're usually not awarded lawyers' fees. But here's interesting. Hamishayev bedin, meaning the guy lost. Reuven took Shimon to court and Shimon lost. Shimon does not have to pay Ruvain the expenses he, un, he, un, he, he had to endure in order to get the, the verdict. Even if Shimon, because the, the halach is that the, that, the, that the nitba, the defendant always allow, is always allowed to choose the court that it's going to adjudicate. 
So how about if Shimon chose a court that Reuben had to travel and he had travel expenses? So it says here, right? This is when Shimon's ready to go to Beisdin, but he just doesn't want to go to the Beisdin in Ruvain city. But what if Shimon is refusing to come to court? And now Ruvain has to spend money to get Shimon to come to court. In other words, when Ruvain is, is summoning Shimon to court and he has to make expenses for the summons, he doesn't get those expenses back. But the minute Shimon refuses to come to court, and then Ruvain, in order to get him to come to court, endures expenses. We're going to make Shimon pay those expenses, even if if, if Ruvain loses. No, only if Ruben, oh, even no, of course not. We're talking nothing it, starts unless Shimon loses. <laughs> if Shimon wins, then of course Ruvain doesn't get his expenses. Well, <laughs> I, I know, of course, he, he, he the, the the court proceedings wouldn't be unless he spended his money to get Shimon to get into court. Ruben, now Shimon won? It turns Fantastic. Out, it turns out that Reuven had no claim. He had a claim, but it had to be, ju- ju- it had to be adjudicated. That's and all. he lost, so he was wrong. You can't make Reuven... Shimon says, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm innocent. I don't owe the guy any money. Okay, yes, I refuse to come to Bayesden. I refuse to come to Bayesden. So you can take me and, 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 and do whatever you want to me. But at the end of the day, if I prove that I didn't owe the money, how are you making me pay his expenses? That's what it says, David. You want to argue on the Shulchan Aruch? You're allowed to argue on the Shulchan Aruch. All of this is talking where he, all of this is talking where Shimon, that's the opening line. There was a default. David, there was a default that when you lost, you still don't have to pay his expenses. When I won, there's nothing to talk about. Daniel, you wanted to ask a question? I just wanted out that Mishayev Bedin means doesn't matter if it's in Bastin or if it's in Erkal. Wait, 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 wait. Right now we're assuming that all of this happened in Bastin. Oh, okay. Now, keep reading in the Shulchan Aruch. The Yesh Misha Omer, Shein Tavo Be'erkaos, the Hotzi Hotzos Bidayonim Vitoani, Afal Pisha Mitoch Rubo Hutzrach Laholicho, Mitoch. Rovo, what is that? Rovo, that that word is a strange word. Just a second. Siruvo. Siruvo. Yes. Ah. Okay. Thank you. Afal pisha mitoch siruvo. You have a different gears, a better gears. Afal tar. Afal pisha mitoch siruvo. Putzroch laholicho. Why did Reuven have to go and take Shimon to secular court? Because Shimon refused to come to Beisdin. Right. Putzroch laholicho berkos. Ain chayev l'shalim hotza osav. Again. All right, that 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 if you took him to, to secular court, you don't get hotzos. Don't worry. Beyesh cholkin v'sfiraleidim hutzrach lahotzi lahotzi alav hotzos lechufo al yedei erkos shel akum chayv l'shalim lo. Okay, chuvas harosh mechein near leikar ubilvad shasao birshus beizdin. So here, basically, this summarizes everything we've been talking about. If Reuben takes Shimon to secular court, 
even if Ruvain wins, Shimon has no liability for any expenses that Ruvain had. Okay, if he hired lawyers, whatever he had. But if Ruvain wants to take Shimon to Beisdin, and Shimon refuses to come to Beisdin, and then Ruvain gets Rishus to take Shimon to secular court, with Rishus Beisdin, and he wins, so then Shimon's going to have to pay, well, again, the Beisdin, the, the secular court's probably going to make him liable for all those expenses, and Ruvain's allowed to keep the money. It's not called Geza. Whereas if Ruvain took Shimon straight to secular court, which he wasn't allowed to do, and he won, so then it depends. If he won and it was money that Alpidini was entitled to, he's allowed to keep the money. But if they also awarded damages, and that is not allowed to keep. That is not allowed to keep. That would be yes. Okay? Um, just a minute. Um, hopefully not a silly question. I'm not sure if it's Nogel or Dover. How does a court assess lawyers' fees? What, a secular court? Yeah, I mean, uh, some lawyers take, uh, you know, 250000 an hour, and others say take $2,500 an hour. That's a very good question. I Before I get before I let Yaakov answer, because <laughs> that's right, I'll tell you how I understand it, is the court makes an assessment of what they think are reasonable lawyers' fees. And if the lawyer charged less, I'm not sure if the guy gets it, but if he charges more, for sure the guy doesn't get it. Yaakov, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the theory, but in Israel, it doesn't really work that way, even though that's the theory, because uh, uh, basically what the courts really do is they take what they think is a fair percentage of what the guy won and just say, make it up as though that was what the what the costs were. And there's no real relation to what the legal fees really were. And they're usually greatly under, uh, you know, underestimated in Israel. And that's in the Israeli system where supposedly... The winning party is entitled to his attorney's fees back, but they don't really you don't really get it. I yeah, mean, in America, it's very different because in, in states in America, they don't have this basic rule that you're entitled to attorney's fees. There's only it's only in special cases that they oh, that you really? get attorney's fees at all. You're not, you're not if you win a case in court, you're not entitled to attorney's fees in America. The, the default in most states in America that I know about, you know, is is like we start from the point that like each side pays their own attorney's fees. You might end up in certain kinds of cases, there's special cases where, you know, as a special uh, penalty of some sort, you're entitled to your attorney's fees. But most of the time, no, you're entitled to like certain kinds of costs, which include stuff like the money you had to pay to take the depositions and, you know, what you paid to the witnesses and, a, you know, some odds and ends like that, but not your attorney's fees. Josh, what do you want to add? So I, I agree that the general statute is that there is no, there's no legal right to attorney's fees. Pretty much every responsibly drafted contract has an attorney fees provision that the prevailing party gets a reimbursement of their attorney's fees. Um, that in what I've seen is dealt with by the lawyers that will actually submit their invoices and sign an affidavit saying this is what was spent by the client. Um, the court can either agree to that amount or round it down. Obviously, we'll not round it up. Um, the only exception I've seen is that like New York foreclosure has a statutory provision where it will be capped at a certain, you know, far less than it actually costs type of amount. But the general is that there's no obligation. It's contractually obligated, should reflect normal to the judge's discretion. 
And then, you know, it's exceptional cases like foreclosures. Again, and in Bayesden, none of this is applicable. Ephraim, what's the story in, in Canada? Lawyers' fees or no lawyers' fees? There generally is lawyers' fee. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how they assess it. But, uh, yeah, the loser, typically, if he's the plaintiff, has to pay. Wait, what about when the plaintiff, when the, what about when the plaintiff uh, uh, sues the defendant and the defendant wins? Can he collect lawyer's fee? Can he collect his lawyer's fees as a defendant? Uh, wins means that he successfully defended himself. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I think I think there would be uh, lawyer's fees to the defendant. Yeah. I mean, in Israel, Yaakov, you're shaking. I know in Israel, the in theory, what I, it may not be a fair amount, but in theory, the 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 winning defendant gets lawyer's fees. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Winning party gets his fees back in theory, but it's not the fair amount. But I'm not surprised if it's if that's the rule in Canada because Israel got this approach from England, and that's the, it's called the English rule that you know that 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 winner gets his attorney's fees, and the American rule is the rule that no each party pays their own attorney's fees. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, okay. But I actually have a different question based on what Josh just said, which is that which is the very true observation that contracts usually provide for attorney's fees. And that raises back again for me this question that we'd had all along, which is um, choice of law. When contracts write into party, it, when parties write into their contract all different kinds of rules that are that are um, based on the chukei hagoyim, and they they don't have any plan to necessarily go to uh, go to secular court. They may plan to you know, go to Bayesian or some other kind of uh, arbitrator, but their contract is full of all sorts of rules of the Goyim. And like, to what extent are you allowed to do that? Because the the Rishonim and the Achronim that we've been looking at, most when they, they don't just, we haven't seen this discussed explicitly, but when they talk about what's wrong with going to Arcos, they say, well, you know, that we would ever decide anything based on the Mishpatim of the Goyim. And they, they seem to conflate Dine Hagoyim with Dayane Hagoyim. They're not distinguishing there. Although, like, you know, you have one, know. I mean, how one much one, are you allowed to, like, yeah, say? I, I believe you have one, one fundamental mistake. You put in the contract whatever you want to put in the contract. As long as it's not an asmachta. In other words, it's not like if you put in the contract, okay, if you're two days late, you have to pay me a fine of $10 million on a $1,000 business deal. That, that's not valid. But if we put in that if we have to adjudicate because there's a machlokas between us, that the loser has to pay the winner's lawyer's fee, and that's in the contract, and there's kanu miyodo, again, you got to have a kinyan, etc. I don't see any reason why we don't say that's Dovership and Mamon and Tanaokaya. Wasn't that the Rashbaz case, though, in which he, he lambasted them and said you can't do it? In other words, why didn't the why in the Rashbaz case didn't the father, instead of trying to argue Dina de Malchusadina, why didn't he just argue when I made the Matana of the Nadunya, it was Altnai that I was going to get it back if my daughter dies? If he put that in the contract, it might work, but he didn't put that in the contract. He clearly that's not the case. The case is he went to secular court because a secular court would say you're entitled to it back. But but the, if, if he would have put it as a contract, a contractual thing, then it's a matanal tanai, uh, tanai, tanai, why not? 
Well, except the only problem is that in the, in the, the way the Rashba framed the cases, I, I mean, where we got it from the base Yosef, I don't think we had an original, you know, uh, mismach from the Rashba, but like that, that, that like the icker of the problem was that that's the way everybody always did it in every Nadunya in their town. In the and second, so, in the second, no, 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 I'm sorry. Otherwise, why didn't he go to base it? And there was a reason why he went to Air Coast. There was a reason why he went to oh, because maybe Bayesian wouldn't have allowed them to make that tonight. No, but that's not, I don't agree with you. What you want to, uh, you, oh, you want to see it's Masal Mashakos of Batora? Yeah, I mean, that's what we see a lot. Maybe that's fine, but that's only because they're, uh, they're fine. You're right. You're probably, you could be very right. In fact, that's alluded to in the Rajba, but that's because there's a Din Torah of Yerusha. There's a Din Torah of Yerusha. But when we're making a private business deal, the Torah has nothing to say about the details and conditions of our business deal. The Torah has bypass the din of Yerusha by giving a matana mechaim, the, so again, they, and, and having the matana mechaim be, be so you would need that then be, be, be based on tnaim. If the father-in-law wanted that to work the way he wants it to work, he would need to consult with Greif. Coven to have the Nadunya written in a way that if the daughter dies, it goes back to him. Okay? But there's a din of Yerusha. There's I'm asking if we're allowed to do that according to the Rashba's Jew. As long as you as long as you make it not a Nadunya that the woman owns, that the husband owns in the from the woman, and that there's your as long as you avoid the Dina Yerusha. The, the Rashba's tiny Dina Yerusha. Okay, when I make a business deal about a real estate deal and I say, look, if we end up in, in, in Bayesden, you're going to have to pay my lawyer's fees and we make a Kenyan on that contract. I see no reason in the world why it shouldn't be valid. Or if I write a contract that says, you know, we're, we're doing this lease in Ramape Chemish and we want the perush of this lease to be done according to, uh, you know, the Chokas Kirut Vahashi'ilah derot. And you Which, take that to Bayesden, they will definitely, I'm quite sure they I, will. I know for sure, I know for sure that, uh, that whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Eretz Hemda will do that. I, I'm not so sure that it's sure with a lot of these other local Batidin around sure here. I'm sure that Rabash would also say, if you write in the contract how you're going to adjudicate disputes, well, why can't I, I can write in the contract that we're going to adjudicate the dispute by going to the guy who lives down the block. And whatever the guy says, that's the adjudication. That's valid. That's binding. No, no I'm talking about I want Bayesdeen to flourish the words of my contract so that it's consistent with the with the with this particular hook. If you write that in the contract with a Kenyan, I see no justification why Bayesdeen would not would not follow that. What's the problem? That's the deal. That was the deal. Anyway, let's get. I just want to see a couple more lines in the Ramah. Okay. So again, he's talking here. He, first, he talked about the guy whether he gets whether he can he can get his, his, his expenses back if he had to go to secular court with permission of Bayesdin. Now he has another interesting case. Okay, Misha Omer I'm in the Ramah there. The end. Misha Omer You know what? We're in Yerushalayim. There's a Tel Aviv Bayesdin. We're going to go to the Tel Aviv Bayesdin. Or better, you know, better yet, guy lives in Haifa. He says, you know what? I want Rav Asher Weiss's basin. I want Eretz Chemda. So the guy says, okay, you're the, you're the nitpa. You have the right to do that. We're going to go. It's going to be expensive for me to travel to Yerushalayim from Haifa, but the, you have the right. And I go there to Yerushalayim, and I show up at the Eretz Chemda basin, and the other guy never shows up. That's the case. Misha Omer Lechavero, Yelchul Adun B'Mokam Acher, Ve'Omer Lo Lech, Ba'ni Avoach Arecha, 
The halach. He never showed up. Okay. Normally we have a case where the, the, there's a din of nishbav and notel. We, no, we're not going to let the guy who's entitled to the money be a nishbav and notel. We need evidence. We need evidence. Or the basin has to make an assessment. This isn't a nishbav and notel case. Okay, that was what we wanted to see in Yudalit. Now let's go back to Ches, just as a quick thing that we want to see in Ches. If we want to see Ches Aleph. Yeah, this is an indirectly, indirectly related to what we're talking about. But it, it, again, some of the postkim utilize it for, some of the Bateidin could utilize it for certain circumstances. He's a nice, great guy. He has other great midos. Okay, because it's you gotta you gotta be mami dayanim hagunim. Uh, how about I make a dayan? Uh, they used to. They used to. There was an old joke back many, many years ago. What do you need to be a rabbi in the in the Midwest in America? You need smicha from Chaim Berlin or YU and Ramosha Feinstein's phone number. Okay, right. so so it's a, that's you can't make a dayan who says, okay, I'll I'll hear your case and then I'll go ask Ramosha Weiss what to do. Okay. Okay, but va'yara she'ein bahem chachamim haruim lios dayanim, o shekulam ame ha'aret v'tzrichim lahem dayanim sheishpetu beinayim shelo shelo yelchu b'fnei arkaos shel akum memanim hatovim v'achachamim shemim. Then you do the best you can. Afal pi she'ein ruim l'dayanim. Then kivan shekiblam aleim b'nei ha'ir ein acher yochel lefoshva. Meaning, once the, the the leaders of the city say, look, this is going to be our court. Even though in a normal situation they would not be roi to be dayanim, then they become like the adjudicators, and you have to listen to them. Okay, but again, the point is, is that the requirement is that the dayanim be. I, I'm going to be medayik here. It says you got to be chacham mechachmas haTorah, and ain't no roi. If he's ain't no chacham ain't no roi lios dayan. I understand that roi lios dayan means he's got to know the mitzvahs. He's got to know reality. He's got to know how to how to make a how to make a proper judgment. Okay. If you want to see the sma, yeah. Again, the sma basically says you have all you need all of these requirements. Um, what's the what's the lotase in sma bet over below tase to see lotakiru panim be mishpat? What does that mean? Lo yakiru ish lomar ploni asher hu okarov o ashiv o o doesn't mean just that the judge can't favor the rich or the poor, but the city can't appoint a dayan who is not appropriate. That's also lo takiru takiru panim b'mishpat. Okay, um, all right, the seder. So that's what we wanted to see in the choshen mishpat. Now, if you open up the documents that I sent you, I'll tell you which one we want to see first because I want to go to the one that talks about insurance, the insurance company, the insurance cl- uh, clauses. Okay, because that I'll tell you which one we need. 
There's a lot in, in these two documents, and we may end up seeing all of them at some point. But right now, what we want to see is just a minute, I gotta find it here on my on my on my drive. Um, where is it? What have I got here? Yeah. Okay. So um Erkos Chubos, number one. Okay, open that document. And again, we're the, the we're gonna we're gonna go down to there's a there's a chuva of of uh, Marami Pano which we're not going to do right now, but I want to go to Hayashra Vahatov. I forgot who that is. Maybe you guys remember who's this Yashra Vahatov. It's a it's a modern posek. Okay. And um, anyway, so um, you know what? Wait, he has something on. Yeah. Um, Okay, interesting. You know what? Let, let's go. Wait, I, I, I want to go to the insurance. There's an insurance company here. Yeah, it's okay. It's on page number six. We're going to go back to some of the others. They're interesting. But take a look at page number six. So the document is the Erkos Chuvas one, and we want and we want to see uh, page number six. Everybody, see where we at? Where we are? It's the it's the the document Erkos Chuvos, and you skip, uh, scroll down to page number six. Okay, I'm waiting for some more verification that you guys found what, what I'm about to read. Oh, you found it. Okay, Josh. Okay, all right. So, Ruven Hizik lemechonit Shimo. Okay, there is such a thing. Again, it's it's uh, it, because it, usually what it is is the amount of damage that what you're allowed to for whatever reason he's not chayvat lintor. However, but the insurance company is going to pay. His own remember. So he has collision insurance where he gets paid from his insurance company. Okay, so my insurance company is going to pay for the damage, but then they're going to turn around and they're going to demand compensation from the guy from the car who hit me. Say, so am I allowed to do that? Everybody hear the tricky part. The guy himself is not a chayv al pidin. If I would take him to din Torah without the insurance company, I take him to do a din Torah, I lose. But I have a contract with my insurance company that they pay me for anything that happens to my car. So I can collect. The problem is, is that when after I collect, they're going to turn around and make Shimon pay money that Alpidin is not chayv to pay. So what's my status? Everybody hear the problem? So, here we go. Again, this is third-party insurance where my insurance company allows me to make a claim against them. And in fact, if they would refuse to pay me, I would take them to court. And here we get into the other problem is, of course, the Chavrat Bituach is going to take the, the Mazik to court, not to Bezdin. If we take him to Bezdin, he's going to lose. Take him to court, and in court he's going to win. 
But the, since the structure of the deals of the Chavrot Bituach is that the adjudication does in secular court, the Lobe based it. So then, it's not even the, the claim against the insurance company is not din Torah and it's not even legal. It's a contract that we had between us. That what? That it's a hitchavut kaspit greater than Mokam Sheshnezek. It has nothing to do with the laws of damage. All right, nothing to do with torts. It's a, it's a deal that I have between my insurance company. That's what I pay a premium for, is that if my car gets damaged, you're going to pay me back. So therefore, Okay. In other words, if he was if he was claiming against the insurance company as a mazik, and they're paying him as a mazik, not al pidin Torah, because of that, he's going to claim from the mazik. That may be problematic. But we're not talking dinay nizikin. We're talking here about a contractual agreement that if my car gets damaged, you pay me. That's a financial agreement between us. And therefore, I'm not. And therefore, that's my. I'm out of the. At that point, I'm out of the picture. I don't have to worry about anything else that happens. However, the cholze eno ela im chevrata bituach makira betvia yishira meanizak lechevrata bituach. Aval imena nizak yocholid boet chevrata bituach ela im yipui koach shelo yetalui mamazik atzmo gamevutach bota chevra. Then rashai litboet chevrata bituach. In other words, what it sounds like is, I don't quite, maybe Yaakov will help me unpack the legal language here. I'm not sure who the shalom is. Does that mean you have to have a yipui koach from the, from the mazik? How do you understand? It sounds like it sounds like like it sounds like we're back to that situation where like I I I uh, you know where I I I can file a claim directly with the Mazik's liability insurer, uh, but I have to have a, 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 a right, and I can do that because I have Ipui caught from the Mazik himself, who says, "Oh yeah, Yaakov, sorry, I hurt your car. You know, go get the money from my insurance company." Yeah, I think so then, that that's what's going on. <clears throat> but so again, because it, it goes back to what we said earlier, if the only way you can get the money is by um, suing the doctor or suing the mazik, so then there may be a problem if Alpidin is not high for you. Okay, so the good news is that on Sunday, Bezrat Hashem, the uh, Harry Rothenberg is going to be joining our Chabura. This was Josh Eisenberg's idea. I mean, it was it was my idea to talk to Harry. Josh talked to Harry and afterwards came back and said, you know what? We want Harry to join the Chabur because he has a lot to add to the discussion. Harry is a personal injury lawyer and he's a very from serious Torah Jew. And he always asks Shilas about what he's allowed to do and not allowed to do when the, the plaintiff is Jewish and the defendant is Jewish. And unfortunately, he has cases in Muncie and Lakewood. I mean, he adver- if you watch his advertisements, he advertises in Mishpacha magazine. 
right? Because uh, that his his clientele is is predominantly from, and therefore he has a lot of shilas, and he's gonna. He also, of course, talks to the postgame, and he he'll be able to share with us interesting situations as well as how the various postgame who disagree with each other deal with the situations. That'd so that that's gonna that that has to do with the doctor with the with the with the medical case because apparently in America you cannot sue the insurance company. Insurance company is not a side to the issue. You have to sue the play, the defendant, and then after there's a court case, then whatever verdict they, 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 they issue against the defendant, then the defendant goes, or the defendant doesn't have money, you go to the insurance company and the insurance company pays it because that's the deal with the defendant. Okay, so this is going to be- Almost, but not quite, because most liability insurance policies, and my experience is not in MedMal, it's in general liability, but in this aspect, they work the same. Most uh, third-party liability insurance policies, one of the things they provide besides being willing to, if I cause damage to somebody, besides being willing to pay me for what I have to pay out to the guy, they give me a defense and they take over the defense of the case. The lawyer on the other side, the, the, the plaintiff's lawyer certainly knows I'm insured. It's just that the jury doesn't know and I'm not in the same case. And so all the time in the background when there's negotiations for, for Shara going on and when everything is, is happening, the insurance company, which is actually the pocket that they're going after, is there at the table, there all the time, you know, yes, taking care uh, of it. Let me explain to you why halakhically what you said may not may not help. Because yeah, uh, right, the insurance company is providing legal defense. They're paying for the lawyers. But at the end of the but at the end of the day, the lawsuit is against the doctor or the driver. And the verdict will be that the doctor or the driver has to pay. And that's not Alpi Halacha. And the but the real money will be coming from the insurance company. And in most of those cases, the plaintiff over there would lose his mammon if the insurance company weren't involved. In other words, because the because the defendant usually doesn't have enough money to pay. Wait, so wait, what's... No, but you skipped a step. You skipped a step. What gives me the plaintiff the right to sue the defendant in secular court? The same, the same kind of reasoning by which the the bate dean give reshus to go to secular court, which is I won't get any money if I can't do it. But I'll my money will be gone. But I'll pidin the driver or the doctor isn't chayev. So what? How does the sec? How does the bezdin give reshus to go to a secular court to get money that you're not chayev? That's the that's going to be that's the tricky part here. That's definitely true in tort. It, it, it wouldn't necessarily be true in business in uh, in it's construction defects. But yeah, yeah. In okay. the in the in the med mal case that we talked about last week, yeah, for sure. That's a okay. So again, I'm going to hear from Harry how he yeah. deals with that. Let's go back now. Let's go back, if you will, to um, to some of the other issues about what I'm allowed to do towards secular authorities. Okay, again, we we'll we'll, we'll stray a little bit, but. Um, um, but, but you'll see that you've got to be careful that when you make a complaint, the complaint is valid al pi halacha. So look at the next case. Autobus. Sheicher har bezman. The bus came very late. And of course, what we in Israel like to do, even though it doesn't, it's starting to do some good, is we want to complain to, to the Misrata Tachmura that the bus came late or complain to Eged against the driver. So, Autobus sheicher har bezman. Aimutar litboa otam bebeit mishpat. 
הנידון הוא מה שפורסם בעיתונות, אנשים שזכו בתביעה וקיבלו על זה סכום פיצוי גבוה. Meaning, you can sue the bus company for not, for, for not sending a bus. Right? The, the, the bus driver went out to lunch and he never showed up. And you, because of that, you missed your appointment and you lost a lot of money. In secular court, you get compensation. Are you allowed to do that? Hayot ve'inoz, says the tshuva, Hayot she'inoz zakai lidrosh mehem knasot al pidin Torah. Shari barova mikrim lo nigrama nezek ela al yidei grama. Right, because what, what, what am I saying? Because I couldn't get to work on time? So they didn't pay me a day's wages. That's grama. Right? It's probably even less than grama because the nezek happened because somebody didn't do something, not because somebody did something. So therefore, in other words, if you ordered a bus to take you on a tiul and there was an agreement in the contract that if the bus doesn't show up, they're going to compensate you X, Y, Z. So then even though Alpidin, you weren't allowed, that goes back, Yaakov, to what we said before. Is that when you make an agreement in a contract about how you're going to be compensated for damages or expenses or whatever, so then that's certainly binding. Okay, let's go back up to... Um, all right, so that was, let, let's go back here. Um, this is also interesting. This is unfortunately happening now, right now in front of our eyes. Go, go back a page to Minahel Mosat Shalovir Taksivim Shekibel. Okay, again, these are very Israeli Dika questions, but there is, but because there, there's an, a, an aspect here of based in versus secular court. Although Ephraim, I wonder whether, you know, I, 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 I suspect that in, 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 again, the case we're going to, we're going to have is when a, the, um, the board of directors doesn't pay the teachers the money that they're entitled to. I suspect that you've had that case in Ephraim in the schools in Toronto. Yeah, not in my school, but yeah, we do have it. Of course not. Okay, so what are what are the teacher what what is the what what uh, recourse do the teachers have? I'm sure they don't want to go to Bayesden; they want to go to secular court, right? I would hope they wouldn't go to secular court. They generally go to Rabbonim. I, 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 I... I don't think they would go to secular court. I mean, I, and they get and they get uh, satisfaction from Rabbanim. Usually, some Balbatim would step up, uh, so it doesn't go to secular court. <laughs> anyway, let's see the case. Minahel Mosad shemikabel taktivim memshaltiim. He's getting government um, um, uh, budgets. The low hevira tatmura ovdim kefihani drash pachok haimutar litlonei. So now what am I going to do? I'm going to go and make a complaint against the head of the school, but I'm going to do that to secular authorities. And they may step in and give him things that, what's the din? Okay. First of all, do I have to take him to Bayesden? Or can I make a complaint directly to the secular authorities for the fact that he's not utilizing the bud, the taxibim the way he's supposed to? I'm going to have to end this very quickly. Let's see this quickly. In other words, it's a secular law that makes the, the, the worker entitled to the money, but that but Din Torah will pass in that, that that secular law is binding to make the, the employer pay the employee, even though the law is a secular law. Okay? So, so then, okay, so he's, so Alpidin, he's, they're entitled to the money. But still, 
In other words, if the Minahel got budgets, and technically the purpose of the budget was for him to give it to the, to the teachers. However, the law doesn't require it. Dintor, I'm sorry, Dintora doesn't require it because it's not salary. It's some kind of extra money. So then they may not be able to get it because at the end of the day, if the Minahel has discretion, it's 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 then they may not be allowed to to, to complain, even though the law the, the guy's breaking the law, but they're not allowed to complain to secular court, and Basin probably won't give it to them. Okay, Rabbi, so we have to leave it at this. Please have these two chuvos available. Although Sunday, what we'll probably do is spend a lot of the time. Maybe I don't know how much time we'll take. We'll start with Harry Rothenberg. Have all your questions ready, but he'll probably make a quick presentation on the background of his experiences. And then I'm sure we'll have a lot of questions for him. And then whatever we'll try to finish up next Wednesday, which will probably be the last Chabura because the following Sunday is Yontif. And maybe we'll be able to have a Chabura Wednesday, but the following Sunday is Erev Yom Kippur. And then the following Sunday is already Ben Azmanim. So we'll see, we'll see what we do next Wednesday. We'll decide how we go on. But we'll see. We'll have Harry on Sunday and we'll finish up these two chuvos on Wednesday. Okay? Call to everybody. Great Shabbos. Oh,